It's like 4,000 steps to actually get like clicks and things. You need light. You need light because you're I know. I've texted him. There's a small button in the back corner. I'm like, there's no small button. I... Oh, there it is. <laughs> What's so funny is I'm on his computer, so my texts are pinging on the screen. Oh, oh no! I got text again, but it's ping, ping. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Gen X Stories, a podcast about how the so-called lost generation found itself. We are your hosts, Eve, Courtney, and Lori. Chris has abandoned us. Well, no, okay, he's working. So we're taking advantage of a girls-only show. Today, we are actually talking about the benefits of being Gen X, because yes, there are some, versus the stuff that grapes are ass. It can be anything, health, work, society, pop culture, relationships, family, or even the dreaded miscellaneous category, which I'm calling what the fuck. All right, on with the show. Hi, ladies. Hello. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. We Courtney. French Courtney is here. Courtney came on in the absolute dark. <laughs> fumbling toward technology. Her husband is working in Canada and she's using his setup. She logged in in the absolute dark and all we saw was a shadow. <laughs> well, he's like, oh, use my setup and I've got it all ready for you. And I turn on the thing and I'm like, it's pitch black. I'm really holding my cell phone. Right. <laughs> I think that's a metaphor, but we're here. We're here. We wish Chris the best. He's got a lot of life shit going on. We miss you and love you, Chris. I guess the first question is, there are benefits to being our age, right? Yes. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. Because I will be honest, there's a lot of podcasts out there, especially when it's women our age, give us a title, who bitch about some of the shit they're going through. And I never wanted to do that. I to listen about menopausal. Right. The question for me was also, do we call it the benefits of being Gen X? Is it the benefit of being midlife? Are they the same thing? Do we give a shit? No, I don't care what you call it. I think it'd be interesting. Could we make the argument that being over 50, everyone turns a little Gen X because they just don't have enough to give? (laughs) At the juncture. So like when the previous generation turned 50, they had the we don't give a shit vibe. Sprinkled in every over 50. (laughs) (laughs) You're seeking authenticity where you don't want to put up with anyone's BS, where you're confident in yourself. And so you don't really care what other people think. So those are qualities of being midlife then, not necessarily. Well, I think gen- a little bit of that's Gen X. We talk a lot about authenticity I, and things like I that. I think that's, I've always thought yeah. that's 100% Gen X, but I, to be honest, I've never thought about gen- parents' generation when they turned our age. They just Mom. drank a lot more after. They, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> this isn't midlife, though, because we're not going to live to be a 110. So, so midlife was probably more in our 40s. And not every Gen Xer is 50 yet. What would we say were the top three things about being 30 versus the top three things about being 50 plus? OK, um, when I turned 30, I yeah. thought, OK, now yeah. I really don't care. Oh, right. At 30 already. At 30. You were like, fuck it. I really don't care. Really? Yeah. When I turned 40, I was like, oh, no. Now I really don't care. Right? I was like, I didn't even know what I was talking about. When I turned 50, I was like, who the fuck cared? (laughs) It's degrees of fuck. It was like, I just, I'm doing me. Yeah. There was a freedom. What was it like that with you, Cork? It's interesting. In my 30s, I was still striving within my career because I shifted from one career to another. And so I was still trying to do the next step. And it took me some perspective to understand this, like the process of which you learn and become and get trained. So in my 30s, I felt very infantilized. It was very frustrating because like I had had a career and I was a competent person. And then I had to like start all over again. I was like, oh, 
oh my God, this sucks. So I had a different attitude about it. I think I approached my training more as a job, which was unique to other people. And I was a little older than some of the people. And I felt like I was navigating some of that on my own. Luckily, I had an incredibly supportive husband. I felt my 30s were like rediscovering. I didn't have Lori's attitude because I was still (laughs) trying to navigate a new realm. But through that process, my confidence and my don't give an F's definitely increase. Mm-hmm. But it, but I had to go through that infantilization process to really say, no, no, I, I can stand up for myself. Oh, no, I, I, I can say that this is enough or this is good. And I'm really grateful because I carried that through my 40s. I think Lori is a representation of someone who has always been so strong in her <laughs> identity and an empowerment mm-hmm. from a young age that I yeah. think she's like precocious in her not giving an F. Yeah, we followed you. You act like me. I th- I had to think about this because Courtney knows me when I was 19, yeah. 18. So, wow. Don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know from the outside what that fucking looked like. I was high maintenance. I was. What does that uh, mean for you? Let's define that because I think that's a term that is bandied about in a negative context, especially towards women. Yes. True. I'd like you to define that, please. Okay. I think the high maintenance for me in terms of behavior is that I think my don't give a fuck was more externalized in some sense. My first real job, which was in my 20s, was at AOL. And mm. you guys know what my nickname was? Mm-mm. Red alert. Red alert? Red alert. Why? Because something would happen and I'd go from like, oh my God, to oh my God. (laughs) 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 Oh, you were that coworker. (laughs) I was that coworker. Everything's on fire. And I guess at that certain point, they were like, well, just let Eve handle it because... She'll get it done. And we don't need to have everybody going from zero to a million in a second. That's, I think the red alert probably meant, if I'm being smart now, that I just didn't trust anyone to do it right. Ah, very, very, very insightful. So I think that that extended into my 30s. I think on previous jobs, I know I was that person going, oh, no, no, or I'll just do it myself. That attitude of like, I'm going to do it because I know I'm going to do it right. I think Mm -hmm. it's a lot of Gen Xers. Yeah. Divorce hit in my 40s. So things started to shift. But I'm thinking my 30s were still red. (laughs) (laughs) Which may or may not come as a surprise to our listeners. They actually gave me a certificate. Oh, Jesus. It said Eve, red alert, Simon. (laughs) Okay. But so so take that. (laughs) Now, you've crossed over 50. The, The red alerts are way down. The red alerts probably stopped in my 40s, to be honest, mm-hmm. because there's something about control that a lot of people at our age start to relinquish. And there was something that started to make me think I'm not in control of the things that I'm freaking out over. And then once the 50 barrier was broken, it's like, fuck it. God, I would have loved to meet 30 year old Lori, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. You would have been my drinking buddy. Yes. Totally. A hundred And she would, I would have been like, Lori, this is happening. What do I do? And you'd be like, girlfriend. Yep. Where's yeah. the baseball bat? And they're yeah. right. And, and it would have been great. <laughs> right now. There's a big meme going on, but it's like, don't ask any questions. Dress up in a costume, bring a shovel. Yes. And, yeah. and that would be Lori in her 30s. Well, it's me now. Imagine <laughs> that back then. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff that people write about being at our age. There's a Medium article that's interesting. There mm. is a, a 10 reasons that being 50 is fucking awesome, which is a Huffington Post article. A lot of opinion pieces. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that bothers me, even though I like what they say, is that there is a Reddit, mm. but it is slash 
ask old people. I don't want to be called old, but I'm okay with that. It's like, what's good about turning 50? And someone said, it's really the only way to get to 70. Like, okay. (laughs) But there's a lot of shit to consider at this age. Are there any things in these articles that sort of stood out to you guys about the bennies? I really like the notion of knowing your own moral compass. Ooh. And that you live by that. And I think it really establishes some of your boundaries. Like when you encounter other people or you encounter situations and a moral, not in any sort of religious sense, it's just sort of like your own compass in terms of how you engage with the world and what your values are and what you prioritize. I think it's much clearer now in my fifties and it's easier to, to live by, if that makes sense. It right? does. That's sort of why I want to go drinking with Laurie in her thirties because we'd all make really mm-hmm. bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> still going to make bad decisions at our age, but but I think that that moral huh. compass sort of really helps define what we'll tolerate too. Not even the actions that we do, but you mentioned boundaries. I, it's such a millennial word. Just but it, because they co-opted it doesn't mean it's their word. I consider it the what I'm willing to do, what I'm willing to not do. And That's right. But I think we're all sort of dealing with that, but maybe not. I don't know. I'm babbling. I had a thought (laughs) and then it was gone because I'm 54. One of the ones that I liked the most was the value of your time. Oh. Oh, yes. Now, this one says you don't sweat the small stuff anymore because you've learned from experience that it's a waste of your time. That's not how I take it. I take it as my time is important and I choose where I spend it more carefully now. I just think my time is much more valuable to me, right? Yes. What about you, Court? You're nodding along. I thought the point about value was really important. That's something I try to do to others. So if I have a friend who's getting paid for a service, I'm not going to ask them for a freebie. They offer me a friends and family discount. Great. Right. But right. I'm not asking anyone for free. And I work in a lot of volunteer situations and I'm asking people to do stuff. I try very much to openly honor the, the, the monetary value of someone's skill set yep. at our age. These articles have been interesting. One of the things that I resonated with is as I have aged, I have accepted my quirkiness <laughs> as a benefit. When I was younger, I wanted to be like everyone else and there was no way I was going to be. And it was a tension because when you grow up with everyone perfect around you and you're not and you're the misfit and you go to computer camp, it takes a lot out of you. And I think our world has changed that we like quirkiness in people or I have aged into it. Again, part of I don't give a fuck. At at this age, the embracing of the, it's going to be a little different. I'm okay with. Courtney has seen me since I was 18. Lori has met me probably in my quirky face, like the embracing (laughs) of the quirky face. Like she's never known anything other than this. Uh -uh. I don't see a huge change. I just see you more comfortable and comfortable in your skin. I think that's the trick of it. I don't know if you're a kid, your Gen Z kid, Court, in terms of finding himself, you got to figure out what lane you're going to be in. So gonna... he's, it's, I call it trying on a lot of different jackets. Yeah. So he'll put on a jacket of such and such and he'll like uh-huh. be that for a little while. And sometimes he'll put on a jacket and I'll be like, no, 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 that's no. not a team player in this home. <laughs> that jacket does not fit. Take that, that jacket, jacket off. off. That jacket goes elsewhere. <laughs> Do not put that jacket on again. Oh, I like that. that. But but that's part of his journey is like, I'm going to put this Mm. jacket on and see how it goes and try it out with my Mm. friends, try it at home. And then, well, maybe I don't like that one after all. Tries on another jacket. Yeah. And just sort of sees where he 
feels comfortable at like this that. moment because we all know it's going to change. I love that. Or he turns it into a sleeveless one because he takes some of it and but right. some of it. Right. right. Or he, or he cobbled together. Back. Yeah. It's got patches. No, I kind of love that. And maybe we use that as a metaphor for us too because we're figuring out where we fit. That's one of the things that I definitely took away from a lot of these articles. Here's another one that I liked. It's well, you're happy to say no to things you don't want to do. See? I'm so yes. down for that. I'm yes. so down. And so I don't, down. I don't lie about it anymore. I just say I don't want to. Uh, so wait, but in your thirties, if you didn't want to do it, you'd make up an excuse oh, for yeah. it. Oh yeah, you come oh. up with a story. Oh, I'm busy, or I don't feel well, or because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. I still don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. It's just I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I like that. Are there any others on that list, Court, that, that sort of resonate with you? The stepping away from perfectionism, right? Yeah. Good enough is good enough. Is good enough. Mm-hmm. We have it on tape now. We're going to remind you of that. Yeah, please. Because like I'm the matriarch of my family now and I have three generations of boys and I'm the one who's like doing every holiday and we've had a lot of stuff going on in our family. And so I've made choices that make it more convenient or easier for me. And I don't feel bad about it. It's still, we're coming together. We're still having a meal. We're still doing some sort of celebration, but I'm not beating myself up that it is not like what happened in the past. Right. It's still and so I think it's very, it's very freeing and it allows me to enjoy it more. Yes. To your point, we don't have to do the things. We can do half the things and it's still going to be good. Yes. And there's, yeah. st- and everyone's going to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> right. And they'll be more happy that you're not stressed out. Why does it take us till our fifties to figure that out? I mean, okay, that's a deep question. I know that's a deep, <laughs> yeah. I know, but it just popped into my head that there's all these things that we're talking about. I'm like, once our brains form, because we know it takes till 26, but why can't be late 30s, early 40s be that? Well, most of the time, because we're trying to navigate the world around us and the world around us is filled with our elders Mm. navigating into jobs or navigating into experiences. And you go through high school and college, you can do anything, you can do anything in the real world. No, Mm. like you're going to have to fetch coffee or you're going to have to run an errand. You're built up and then you enter the real world and there's a whole different hierarchy. It's not focused on you and you're not the center of the world. And you have to figure out how to navigate that. and, And you're sort of like, wait. What what's going on? And you have to understand that culture if it is you're trying to work or, or navigate society in general. And then, like Lori said, she hit her 30s and she was like, oh, I've got this. Right. Mm. right now I can set my own boundaries. Now I can be my own self. Yeah, I think that's totally smart. I think it's an experience, ex, can't say, experience based. There it is. Can't say experience. Yes, yes, I can't. Absolutely. It's because we have almost 30 years of experience being able to draw on that we didn't have when we were in our late 20s. I think the experiential, eh, the experience based. Why can't can't I say what is that word? Experiential. Thank you. <laughs> I can't say that shit. But what? I don't care. <laughs> and we're not judging you. Find a new word. I was doing more research this morning. There's apparently a book mm. called The Happiness Curve. Oh, I've heard of this. Okay. What is it about? <laughs> but, but. <laughs> and I started to answer it. <laughs> You're good, man. You're good, Court. Maybe that's well, what you me. It's like, what's that? Happiness curve. Boom, boom. <laughs> 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 well, 
<laughs> We're not buying that book. Oh, wait, really? I pulled it up to read the, the description. Title okay, pull up self-explanatory. What? Okay, no, seriously, what's it called again? The Happiness <laughs> Curve. I saw it in that Reddit. Oh, oh, wait, wait, people. wait. I, okay, I've got to say it's a little pretentious oh, because yes. the quote is, this book will change your life by oh, showing Jesus. you how life changes. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> I started to read the reviews and there was one of them was, if you're a middle-aged white man, this is perfect for you. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of us, not so much. Apparently it's talking about the science. From what I can gather, it's that it's a U-shaped curve that as you grow, you hit sort of the bottom part. And then as we're getting into our Mm. 50s, things are better. And why are they better in our 50s? Give a fuck. I think, I don't know if he (laughs) says that, but we'll put a link if people want to peruse what it is. He and I are shaking our heads. We're yeah. not putting a link to that shit. Look at her. Oh my God. Lori's got this look on her face like this. We're is like, no, no. We're not promoting this shit. No. We're not. No. Okay. There is a book about like what it's like to be in your 50s. And I guess there's better books. <laughs> we don't agree with it. Love it. Well, then that leads into what real people say. We asked this question in our Facebook group, and I did say we're going to flip the script a little bit because a lot of times we will say, sucks to be in our 50s and middle age and I don't don't sleep anymore, blah, 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 blah. So I wanted to hear what people thought were the benefits. And there was a lot of them. So Megan Beebe, she put a graphic. She goes, this is the garden in which I grow my fuck. <laughs> now that you have to post. It's, it's just a, a bunch it's a of garden of people. Middle fingers. fingers. It's awesome. Everyone talk about the menopause. Michelle Goodman. She said no more periods. Georgia DG says I choose what I care about. I love that. And then Timothy said instead of being contacted about my car's extended warranty, <laughs> I'm being asked if I've signed up for my AARP <laughs> membership. The novelty uh off eventually that's a good one how about liz george's my yeah, world but- does not revolve around being cool or knowing what's cool or having things that are cool i do me and if you don't get that that's cool i love that because that goes back into my quirkiness that goes into you yeah that's like but also uh, the attitude of fuck it take it or leave it but any others in here that, that jump out to you guys eileen snowhill clark i don't have a have to list anymore i get to the things on my want to list that's a new mantra i love that okay so derek he said the reactions i get when i get id'd yes (laughs) yes do you remember when we went from like the look my fake id oh god yeah so now we're like, I have a 19 in front of my birth yes. year. Yes, 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 yes. And I am this old and still look like this. Yes. Maya Fulmer. I've started to call anyone under 40 kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally true. It's totally, totally true. Or how about when you go to the doctor or the dentist or someone that's in a position of authority, authority and I swear to you, they don't look like they're old enough to drink. Right? Because I watch football. Jason Kelsey, Philadelphia Eagles. He was born in 1987. Jesus. Holy crap. Whoa. I was out of high school two years by then. He was a freshman in college when he was fucking born. Yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit. So people had lots of stuff to say, whether we're calling it mid 50s, whether we're calling it midlife, or we're calling it Gen X. What are your top three benefits? Well, Court, we'll start with you. Oh, crap. Start with Lori. Start with Lori. I can say no when I want to. That's a really big one for me. That's a huge one. Mm -hmm. I appreciate life more. I don't take it for granted. And if I might, if I meet you and you don't like me, that's okay. That's That's okay. I'm not for everybody. Back to authenticity. Do you have your three or you want me to go court? You go. 
Uh, <laughs> I think one of the things in my 50s is I am calmer and a little bit more flexible. Than Yellow me. alert. I'm not as red alert in my 50s. Or Maybe orange. Something will still rile me up, but it takes mm-hmm. a little bit more. And I mm-hmm. find myself being the calmer one to my 81-year-old mother, which makes me notice it more. I think to the same point that you mentioned, I don't give a shit what anyone thinks. I used to really care and I felt bad if I was not the right type of person. Now it's like, take it or leave it, even down to my disability. You can't avoid it. So that's where we are. You're going to like it or you're not going to like it. And if you don't like it, that's cool. See you later. And then I wrote, okay with no mans. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think that's something when you're younger, you expect you have to get married. You have to have a partner. And I've done that. And I had like back to back boyfriends and I had a marriage that failed. And you had a marriage that ended. Yeah. Thank you. Thank okay. you. I was thinking All the right. exact same thing. There was a friend I knew who was older than me. She was probably in her 60s when my divorce happened. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't want a relationship? And she was like, I'm going to try to don't want it. And I thought she was crazy. Uh-huh. And now I get it. All right, Court, what's your top three? And okay. We'll- so the thing that I was trying to figure out how to articulate is that I feel like I understand what's going on more. And that may be like, I have more perspective or yes. I have like the good, 30, good 000 000 foot view. Yeah. But I feel like I understand, like I see things and I can identify and understand so I can like dodge or engage better. Yeah. So that makes me feel better. Love it. Okay. Love it. And I think also as part of that, this is something that's still stretch for me, but I'm trying to forgive myself more. Like Love if I that. make a mistake, I, I try to be like, what? It's a learning step. Not the end of the right? world. And then, and I can also like apologize and take, I have no shame in taking ownership for a mistake. None. Love it. Love it. Like if I screw up, I'm like, yep, totally b- drop that ball. Sorry. What yep. can I do to make it up? I, I think love that's yours. That's been so good. a game changer in my fifties. Yeah. Great. And the so last good. thing I want to say is I appreciate my friends and the people I engage with more. And I try to say that out loud a lot. Yes. You are so spot on. Yes. And I love you for saying that. I, I love that- you too, Lori. <laughs> oh, see. And, and we you love do- you, Eve. That's awesome. All right. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening to Gen X Stories. Drop us a note at hello at genxstories.com and we may do some shout outs on a future episode. And we have merch. Real cool shit. Find out all about it on our website at genxstories.com. You can also subscribe to Genic Stories on your favorite podcast app. Write us a kick-ass review. Follow us on Instagram at Genic Stories or join our ever-growing Facebook group. We all have a Genic Story. What's yours? <laughs>